What's up, fam? And welcome to another episode of the Handmaiden Podcast. In this podcast, we'll be focusing on healing in general, but we will also be dealing with the mind, body, soul, and spirituality topics. This is your host, Naima Laverne. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about this cosmic awakening. And um, we, we looked at it a little deeper in episode one, the cosmic awakening. And then in episode two, we actually looked at the twin flame awakening. And we gave a different perspective to that awakening. And we also took time in episode three to go through the chakras. And we realized that the chakras is actually just um, another way to look at the soul, the human soul. And so we're going to talk about in this video today, we're going to actually dig into the moon and how it is um, and what it's actually doing in this um, awakening. We'll take a look at the moon. We'll take a look at Libra and um, Sagittarius. Okay. So if this, um, if this is something that's interesting to you, make sure you stay tuned and check out the entire podcast. If you're tuning in through YouTube, um, well, if you're tuning in through any of the podcast sites, you can go to my YouTube channel, Naima Laverne, and you can actually see the video um, portion of this podcast. And you guys can also tune in to, you can also check out my website, Restore Peace and Harmony, where you can actually listen to the podcast. Like I always tell you at the beginning of the videos, go and get your journals. If you need a journal, I have one on um, I have two on our website, Restore Peace and Harmony. It's really good to journal, to, you know, take notes. The biggest compliment that you can give me as a teacher is to take notes and then to go back and refer, you know, later on in your own time. So grab your journals and let's get started. So let's take a look at Matthew 16:3. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today. For the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? So that's one question that I'm going to ask you again at the end of this video. Can you discern the signs of the time? What time are we in? Okay, so let's go through the video. I'm going to give you a different perspective. I'm going to go ahead and give a... Um, a disclaimer that um, some people may experience um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, your brain, when it's getting new information sometimes and it's going against whatever you have been trained or programmed to, um, which you that you've already been trained and programmed to, your mind will start, like I, would, I call it glitches. It will start playing tricks on you and, you know, It'll just shut down sometimes. So I just want to make sure that you're aware of that, okay? Um, because there will be some information in here. It's not really new information, but it does go against the grain for this programming, that this 3D programming that we've been in. And when I say 3D, I'm talking about the fake reality that the human consciousness has created and we talked a lot about that in um, the Twin Flame video, okay? So if you haven't seen that, go back to that video. Actually, check out all the other videos because they're really building upon um, one another. So let's jump into this. So basically, we know how to interpret the weather. 
but do we know how to interpret the signs of the times? Because like I said in a previous video, I can know how to drive a car, but that doesn't mean I know how it runs, right? So Yeshaya said, you are good at reading the weather signs of the skies. You know when it's red sky outside, it's going to be fair weather tomorrow, red sky in the morning. Um, you know all that stuff, but can you read the obvious signs of the times? I like that actual um, quote. So in episode three, we talked about the body, the human body, right? And we also came across some information, which may be new to some people, but not maybe, but maybe not new to a lot, is that the elements, each of the elements like air, water, um, earth, they are all, they are actually are aligned to different parts of your body. So for instance, like the root chakra, which is at the base right we talked about that we also went in and showed you each of your glands or body um digestive system or systems that are connected to each one of the glands right so let's take a look at the root chakra the root chakra remember that color is red okay and it is associated with the earth the element that's associated with the root chakra was the earth and we also discussed that the chakras there actually are different intelligences or different frequencies of consciousness. Because when we talk about this cosmic awakening, what I want everyone to understand is that it is an, it is an awakening of our consciousness, our mind, which has been separated from the Most High's consciousness, which was the first consciousness from the beginning of time. If, if I if I am to use the word time, you know, because there is no time in that rim, okay? It's only time for us. There's no time in that rim, okay? And we also established in episode three that most people's consciousness is in the root chakra, right? Which is all about self, survival of the fittest, right? Okay, building background as always. Remember our old diagram. If you've been with me for a while, you guys know this. This is the Enox calendar. And we have all the elements, right? We have earth, which is green. We have the element of air, which is yellow. And you have water, which is blue. And then you have um, fire, which is red. Okay, so what we figured out in episode three is that each of those we know that those are angels elements are angels we know that each one of those elements are associated with a part of our body i keep telling everyone that the angels of the lord are here to minister to you i think what happened here is that we don't understand how in depth <laughs> they minister to us right and we learned from episode two that the most high i am that i am his consciousness is in every fiber of our bodies, in our cells, our bones, everything. And I also even talked about how we have crystals throughout our bodies as well. Okay? We were built to be able to communicate with the Father. There was a time when we didn't need um, our external resources or tools to communicate with him and what's happening here you guys we're moving back into that space where we will communicate with him 
internally. And that's that's what that's what's happening. All right. So let's just dig into this. All right. So let's talk about the moon because the moon plays a part in this. We talked about the sun, the human resonance, how it affects our um, one burst from the sun, one burst of energy from the sun can um, raise your level of awareness and consciousness. Right. So let's take a look at this, the moon today. And that is called a Mithiel. This is according to the books of remembrance you guys if you're looking for the books of remembrance you can get them on amazon just type in books of remembrance it'll pop up this is the truth of god it is the enemy of politicians and rulers of the conditioning of the mind this is the moon because remember i'm showing you what each of the angels are doing in this cosmic awakening so right here you see that the moon, the enemy of the moon is rulers of conditioning of the mind. And remember in one of my previous videos, we talked about Leviathan, right? Cetus, right? And when you talk about Cetus and Leviathan, and what I'm trying to make everyone understand is that we have to move in the realm of the spirit sometimes, all the time, guys, because Leviathan is a type of mindset. It is a type of system. A Babylon system is a type of programming. <laughs> right? Okay? So I want you to think about that. And also, what I also want you to do is when we think about the angels, think about the different programs that they um, are sending. Just internalize it that way for those who may have a little trouble processing think about it as a program each one of them have a program okay but they are all part of that one consciousness which is the most high okay so here we see that also the moon also deals with the um, discerning of spirits she is the protector of those who love and teach the lofty enlightenment of repentance. I want to say something here. Um, you know, I was talking with um, Brother Sabal the other day, and he was showing me something. And it's so funny because, um, you know, you have to really be careful about who you put your mouth on because the the word says that touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. And we've, we, there's some people that are moving into some dangerous places when they start making videos against people who the Lord has um, commissioned to do his work. They're really moving into a dangerous place. Right? It says, touch not my prophets and do, do them no harm. And that word harm actually means grieve. Don't make them grieve. Because when you're making them grieve, you're actually making the Holy Spirit grieve. <laughs> Remember, we're one. And this is the same thing they did to Christ. He put people before them. And, and these people came after them. Tormented them, tortured them, killed them. That's still happening today. But I'm going to tell you something that... I will not be a punching bag for anyone. What I will do is I will take you to the Lord on my knees in prayer. And then I will sit back and let him handle that situation. 
Because see, that's what you do. You move in a remnant spirit and you talk to the Lord. And when you talk to the Lord, you ain't wishing nobody bad or anything, but you're letting them know, hey, you asked me to do something and this is the opposition that's coming against me. I'm going to stand back and I'm going to let you handle this. So right here, the moon is a protector of those who love and teach the lofty enlightenment of repentance. Master of intuition and sense of questioning, right? So it's a master. So during this time, you guys, your intuition should be moving and you should be asking questions because remember the moon is going to deal with those who ha- who do something with conditioning of the mind so that's why you have to start we're we're breaking free now you're breaking free so a lot of things you were taught you're starting to question it now <laughs> it's like we're it's a glitch now in the system <laughs> it comforts those who mourn and it's the elder to the lonely and weary. And um, her sorrow will cause God to act during tribulation. And it's the advocate of hope for better days. Okay? So, so now we see what the moon does. The function of the moon. Now we're going to see how this plays out with this cosmic awakening. Because remember, keep in mind all those things I just listed. Now let's go. Remember, in episode 2 I said that man has been in duality right there is a consciousness or a mind that you were created to have which was your divine nature and uh, but since the fall we have developed another nature with a different with another personality memories everything all right now the lord is calling us back into oneness so let's take a look at this scripture here it says for to be carnally minded is death what is carnally minded? Right? So let's do it again. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It's what, guys? It's life and peace. We've been talking about the covenant of peace. So because the carnal mind is enmity against God, it is not subject to the law of God neither indeed can be and that's in Romans right so let's take a look at the carnal mind so I looked it up in the um, lexicon G5 427 it says flesh the body of man animal nature the physical nature of man now remember in episode 3 when we talked about the chakras we determined that the soul was actually the body alright and then we looked at all of the things, all of the emotions, which are children of the subconscious mind, we looked at all of the emotions that um, is taking place within the soul, right? We talked about when the chakras are balanced and not balanced. And when they're not balanced, you see stuff like selfishness, pride, ego. Ego is a voice of the mind, right? That's the voices that you hear. Like the enemy. That's that negative energy. Right? So that's the carnal mind, God. And that is what is is death. Right? That's death. Our truest nature, which is our divine nature, is life. Which is God. I am that I am. Okay? 
So the carnal mind, right, has idols. And some of the idols from the car, car, um, carnal mind will be selfishness. Those the, See those emotions again, guys? See, when we hear idols and stuff like that, we just think of some statues somewhere, right? You say, oh, TV is an idol. But see, there's an emotion that is behind why you're watching so much TV, right? Overeating, that's a behavior. But there is an emotion behind that that we're not looking at. Fear, worry, anxiety, these things, they're carnal, right? And in the end of it, it brings death. And I'm going to show you today the toll it takes on the human body. You were built for love. (laughs) In episode three, we went in depth in the chakras and we saw all of this stuff that we're going to talk about about the soul. So let's t- let's take a look first at why God put laws in place. We're you guys, we're just really going to break this stuff down so people can get an understanding because before I even came on you guys, these months that I've been out, I had to live this stuff. <laughs> I had to live it before I could actually teach it. I actually was in rest for 3 months three months I I did the calculation yesterday three months and I have a story behind that I'll tell you in a few minutes protection wellness rest so we're trying to establish why the most high put laws in place but the books of remembrance tell us they were just guidance but since most of you all are, are familiar with the ten commandments I'm going to just quote the Ten Commandments, okay? But at the heart of both the the guidances and the Ten ten Commandments, at the heart of it is protection, okay? So let's take a look at why God put these laws in place. So let's first take a look at this one. You shall have no other gods before me. So here he's basically saying no other authority. Now, we established in episode two that Everything comes from the most high, right? Your intelligence, love, everything comes from that one mind, that one consciousness. So if you have another God in in that place, isn't that like a slap in the face to him? Because he created everything. So how are you going to get something lower to be over you than him? Which is really you also, because he lives inside of us, just waiting for us to come to an awareness of him. (laughs) Okay, so let's look at the next one. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images. Remember the Sabbath day. Thou shalt not kill. Now... First of all, let's just look at thou shalt not kill. We're going to go back to the other ones. But with thou shalt not kill, you would have to have, you have to have a lot of negative emotions to kill someone. And even if it is self-defense, you have, you have thrown your body into um, that fight or flight mode, which we talked about um, that the root chakra is in charge of. And once your body is in fight or flight mode, it puts stress on the other organs in your body. 
So see, now your, your soul is still unbalanced. <laughs> yeah, self-defense, but you've just thrown your whole soul off. I'm going to let you sit there and think about that one. Okay. The next one. Let's take a look at graven. What graven means? Because it said, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images. You guys, I love breaking down words. So let's take a look at this word, um, graven. It means deeply impressed. Okay. Firmly fixed. And then the one that everyone always identified with is carved carved sculpture so now let's take so we know graven i want us to look really look at um deeply impressed or firmly fixed me mainly firmly fixed so now let me go back and read it thou shalt not make unto the any firmly fixed images let's take a look at what images means Images is to form a mental picture of something. Let me just read that again. Images means to form a mental picture of something. Now let's go back and read all of these words in context now. Thou shalt not make unto thee any firmly fixed mental picture of something. Also, another term that is associated with image is imagine, right? And then some other words associated with this is vision. Wow. The books of remembrance talked about a what? A vision of created purpose. Somewhere along the line, our vision of created purpose got distorted. And here in this scripture, it says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images. If we're to break this down now, thou shalt not have no other vision of created purpose. Woo! <laughs> I know. I know. Let's take a look at the rest of these words. Hallucination. We, we said in episode two that when the mind splits, we talked about disassociative identity. Identity, identity, disassociated identity, personality. Sorry, guys. We talked about one of the symptoms of that would be hallucination. You think something is real, but it's not. <laughs> Illusion. You guys, what was the Bible trying to say? Thou shalt not have any other vision of created purpose other than what the most high gave you and many are in a false vision they they have another whole vision of created purpose it's a false one it's the one that the enemy gives okay so remember we're breaking this down because the work ahead you guys I want y'all to understand that it will be mental I don't care how much people teach you how many churches you go to how many times you get baptized if you do not renew your mind it's nothing the mind has to be renewed so this is what the most high put these these laws or these um 
these guidances in to protect the mind. Let's keep going because now let's 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 dig into the Sabbath day. So, Second Corinthians two five says, casting down imaginations. <laughs> we just talked about imaginations, imagine vision visions. Cast them down in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Who God knowledge, who God really is. He is I am that I am. He is that great spirit that is in you. <laughs> and bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Here you see they're telling you do the work with um being be, take authority over your thoughts you are like the gatekeepers of your mind when these thoughts come in your head you got to come after them this is why i created that guide 21 day guided journal because in that journal we show you how to start getting a hold of your thoughts Here, they're telling you and bring it into captivity every thought. You literally have, you can't be mentally lazy right now. You literally have to be, every thought that comes in your mind, you got to assess it. And mm, running ahead of myself. Remember, I used that word assess, okay? And bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Remember, he came to show us how to do this. So let's look at remember the Sabbath, the seventh day, that Sabbath day of rest. Now, in episode three, I told you that the crown chakra was basically the rest for the soul. You guys, if you didn't watch that video, you have to go back and watch that one so you can understand this one. We, we said that it's located at the top of the head. What I am doing is showing you why the Most High put laws in place. He put them in place to protect the mind. It is a chakra of divine purpose. Okay, remember the Sabbath day. It's the chakra of divine purpose, the chakra of destiny. It is the doorway to the spirit and the transpersonal chakras. And the transpersonal just means a state of consciousness beyond the limits of personal identity. See? And we're going to move past the physical now into the realm of the spirit. Every, every act that we do, husband and wife, children, everything, you guys, it is a replication or duplication of what he does. Okay? Of what he does. Even his Sabbath days. We know that from the holy days. All those things guys. But I'm going to show you something here. It balances the interior and the exterior. Bringing them into harmonious whole. That's what happens in the seventh chakra. You become whole. It is also called the 1000 petal lotus. And we also established that this is like a garden of Eden. But if we talk about the interior and exterior, exterior, that means that your mind, which creates everything, these false realities here, the mind is create is, is doing is, um, it within it's, it's 
renewed and without your world is a reflection of what is in because what's inside of you you create on the outside Mm -hmm. so sis what does this have to do with the sabbath day's rest okay let's go so this chakra has no sound it's complete silence it's complete what silence it's rest. This is the seventh chakra, seventh day. Rest for the mind. See, we got to go through this stuff spiritually so you understand physically why you keep the Sabbath. And many of us don't even keep the Sabbath the way we should because you're so caught up in don't do this on the Sabbath, don't do that on the Sabbath. Where's the rest for the mind? We got so many rules. (laughs) Let's go here. It says, when the lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Revelations 8.1. So with the seventh shark, we know that who opens it? The father opens it. And what do we see as a result of that? We see compassion, bliss, love, peace. Harmony, empathy, understanding, clarity, forgiveness, kindness, unity, purity. How many of you can honestly say that you feel these things on the Sabbath? Right? Because when this chakra is on balance, you feel is jealousy, sadness, despair. And when you go to some of these churches, that's what the, the environment is on the Sabbath. See, these things are supposed to act out. First in the realm of the spirit, and then in the physical. On the Sabbath, you should there should be love, bliss, compassion. That's why you saw Christ. What was he doing on the Sabbath? He would go in and read sometimes, yes, but what was he doing on the Sabbath, you guys? The work is underway in restoring the mind back to oneness. Oneness with who? (laughs) Look at the picture. Because I told you, the seventh chakra, it is either violet or white. Right? And if you look at the Schumann resonance, what is coming in on the Schumann resonance? The light, enlightenment, divinity. And now let's think about the moon, its job. Let's get into this. And ye shall find rest for your soul. See, he put everything in place for protection. (laughs) For you. What's rest? Remain. Continue in existence to remain stay hey stay in his consciousness stay in his mindset that's that rest do not be in carnality that's the death as death to your body and it's not him putting these things on our body guys i'm going to show you next or later in the video how these things how the carnal mind takes a toll on the body we learned in episode 3 
that the sixth chakra, the third eye, is where the masculine and feminine energy meet and marry. Then their level of consciousness moves up to the crown chakra. So after the marriage, you elevate. After we become one with him, guys, we elevate. Whoever you marry, you should elevate. (laughs) You should elevate. So we talked about that the level of consciousness moves up to the crown chakra, which we said is a type of Eden. The soul is at rest here. It is at peace. His ways become our ways and his thoughts become our thoughts. The Sabbath is a an enactment of the soul's journey. True silence is the rest of the mind. And it is to the spirit what sleep is to the body. Nourishment and refreshment. See, the ego tells us that we always have to be moving around, moving around, moving around. And I, I referenced the fact that I was gone for three months and I was working on spiritual things, but I was also in a rest. See, that was that crown chakra, that's that enlightenment where he's pouring into you. You understand? In what in rest, you guys, there is worthiness. Okay? It's the ego that tells you every minute you need to be moving, you need to be doing something, you need to be doing that, you need to be in this group, you need to be in that group, you need to be in this. No. True rest, like that crown chakra, that's an enlightenment. Divinity is moving now. Divine intelligence, you are in oneness with him. Rest. Jonah, when he went into the whale for three days, guys. That's why I said I was gone for three months. But he was in three days, and it was actually a big fish, which we know from the books you remember. It's fish means um, friendship. But while he was in that whale, and who put him in the whale or that fish? The Most High. Who opens up the seventh seal? Who opens up the seventh chakra? Who is opening up your seventh chakra right now through his creation? It's the Most High. When Jonah was in that body of the fish, you guys... It was nothing but silence. And when he came out, he had a mission. Remember before, he didn't want to do it. And I'm going to tell you all the truth. In January, I came to this point where it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Y'all stop playing with me. Do you hear what I am saying to you? True silence is the rest of the mind. (laughs) It is the rest of the mind. That's why, guys, we got to quiet our minds. You have to quiet your minds. A wandering mind is not a mind that is happy. You have to focus your mind. The bridge. Consciousness. Where we said that's masculine influence, right? And then we said subconscious is located in the lower chakras, right? All right. Subconscious takes 
what masculine impresses and then creates. It's located from the heart up. The heart is the bridge that will bring all the chakras in harmony. The heart is like a type of Christ. Whereas I said Israel was like a type of Christ. Women, when you read the books of remembrance, it tells you. Right? The heart is the bridge that will bring all the chakras into harmony. Christ is the bridge. He bridged humanity with divinity. Israel is supposed to be a bridge. So let's get into the moon. So in June, we have the harvest moon in Sagittarius. That's the Redeemer's triumph. The Redeemer's triumph. And some people might say, sis, you know, we've had these things before. We had the moon in Sagittarius before. We've had these things. But the most high is not subject to time, guys. This reality is. Everything is happening now. (laughs) He's not subject to time. If he was to take the veil... Remove the veil right away. I said, and I think it was episode two, that a lot of people, and if you saw everything all at once, first of all, our bodies can't handle all that light right now. So it's happening gradually. But if he was to remove the veil so fast, guys, and we're not prepared, you're not even mentally there, it would consume us. And what I mean by consume, you would feel so much guilt. So unworthy in front of this pureness. I gave an example of that in the last video when I said, you know, sometimes if you're someone who is you're a happy person, you know, for the most part, you're balanced. You go into an environment where people are not, they will hate you or they would feel um, insecure around you. Because you would be a mirror to everything they're not. See, light workers, why people don't like you sometimes? <laughs> don't take it personal though. So let's take a look at the moon. They say 70% of the human body is made up of water. But guys, I've been doing more research and the body's actually made up of more water than that. And coincidentally, more than 70% of the earth is covered in water. So water creates an environment that sustains and nurtures plants, animals, and humans, making earth a perfect match for life in general. Now, water is an element. Whose spirit is in water? Who, man, y'all, who is taking care of us and providing for us each and every day, making sure we have enough water? We have the trees. I mean, why the most high don't get enough credit? All praise to the Most High. (laughs) The moon changes the tides. He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun, which is the light of God, knoweth his going down. (coughs) 
seasons, when you look that up, H6256, that means time of an event, when, usual, always, or evening time. So then we look at the word time. It means experiences, all right? We always think of time in terms of stuff we got to do or when something is going to happen, but time also means experiences, fortunes, occurrence, occasion. (laughs) We're going to dig into the moon in Sagittarius because this was an orange moon, which which is the harvest moon. What moon is it, guys? It's the harvest moon in Sagittarius. So let's take a look about seasons and tides. You guys, I like to break everything down. And that's why I say get your journals. So you can go back with this. Oftentimes when you reflect, that's when the downloads start pouring in. So let's look at tide. Old English, it's tid. Time. Period. So the moon handles the time or the period the moon is also what is going to get the father to act in tribulation okay to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven a time to be born a time to die a time to plant a time to pluck out which is planted a time to kill and a time to heal. I want to talk about a time to kill. kill, Because this kill here is a time to kill that mindset. Because then right after it says then there's a time to heal. <laughs> a time to break down and then a time to build up. And you guys can go back and read the rest of this in Ecclesiastes. But I asked you a question at the beginning of the video. Can you perceive the time? The moon regulates the seasons of our lives. Because remember, we're made up of water too. The books I remember say the moon will forever be an unclean with the bones of men until all the things are made new before God. Now, remember the moon is the truth of God. And this is just my theory. But a lot of people deny the truth of God. And so when they do eventually die, in whatever condition they're in, the moon grieves. Because it is the truth of God. That's the spirit that it carries. And many reject the truth of God. Her sorrow will cause God to act during tribulation. Because there's so many people that reject the truth of God. So then guess what? God has to act. And I'm showing you guys right now that he is acting in this awakening. The sun, the moon, and the earth, the spirit of God, moves upon the face of the waters, Genesis 1-2. So this section is titled, The Sun, Moon, and Earth. But we're looking at how this, going back to that scripture that says that the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. 
All right. So here you have the moon, which deals with waters and the spirit that is in the moon is the truth of God. So the truth of God is moving in the land. (laughs) The truth of God, because remember, you guys, the Holy Spirit is here to prepare us for this new age. Let's get into some science. For all of you guys that love science and, you know, they can say what they want to about science, but the spiritual science and physical science is coming together. When the moon's gravity pulls on the water in the oceans, however, someone's bound to notice. Water has a much easier time moving around. And the water wants to bulge in the direction of the moon. Guys, do you guys hear that? That the water, it wants to go towards the moon. The moon is the truth of God. I told you this stuff plays out in the realm of the spirit. When you're looking at the moon, the stars, all those things, I want you to think of them as mental consciousness, which is a divine consciousness. How he moves. Because the tidal force... The water on the side of the moon always wants to bulge out toward the moon. This bulge is what we call a high tide. (laughs) Here it is right here. High tides. See them on the sides? See the water? These are called high tides. Here's the earth right here. And here's the sun. So as part of the earth rotates into this bulge of water, you might experience high tide. Now, the sun causes tide just like the moon does. See how they work together? The truth of God and the um, light of God. (laughs) However, although they are some, even though the sun's tides, when the sun does it, it's a little smaller. When earth, moon, and sun line up, what happens at times of full moon or new moon? The lunar and solar tides reinforce each other. So the light of God and the truth of God, they enforce each other. Leading to more extreme tides called spring tides. I want y'all to just sit with that. Just just sit with that. (laughs) We... By the time this airs, it might have already happened. But, you know, all the planets are supposed to line up. And I've spoken about that before. When they all line up. It's like almost like they're saluting the king. And I've also told, showed you guys how when they line up, that is powerful energy. And now that you know that they are the angels of the Lord. And I showed you how each and every one of them resonate with a musical note. And we know that resonance is a voice. So when we see the Sherman resonance, we see all these things happening. There's a beautiful song that's going out. There's a beautiful work that's being done in the earth. Do you not see it? Do you not see what he is doing? <laughs> when lunar and solar ties act against each other, The result is usually small tides, called neap tides. There is a new moon or full moon about every two weeks, so that's how we often, so that's how we see large spring tides. 
And then we're talking about this moon, orange moon, which is the harvest moon that's happening in Sagittarius. So I've given you the, the, the background information now. Now we're going to start putting the pieces together. Who is the living water? But those who drink the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up into eternal life. So you are composed of water. The truth of God is doing what in you during this awakening. It's preparing you for eternal life. The carnal mind is death. But the spirit is eternal life. The oneness with God is eternal. Moving back in your divinity. (laughs) See, the tidal force viewed from Earth's North Pole, water bulges towards the moon. And then you have on the right-hand side, the tidal force causes water to bulge towards the moon. And on the side opposite the moon, these bulges represent high tides. That's what I pretty much showed you on the other screen. But here you get a better picture. Tides caused by gravitational force of the moon. So you can think of the moon as just like pulling, pulling. Pulling, he said he will woo you unto himself. <clears throat> Tidal force. So, in episode two, I believe we talked about force. All power is his will and action. Force is a type of power. <laughs> See, so when the moon is pulling the waters, come on, y'all. Come on. The threefold force manifesting is all wisdom, all love, and all power. But also, it's also known as light, heat, and energy. John 17, 17. I will sanctify them through thy truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. See what's happening here? (laughs) I hope y'all are seeing what I'm seeing. Because I see the most high in everything. I don't care how much they want to distort science. I see the most high's hand in everything. Judgment. I'm building background here, guys. I'm building background. Because I'm showing you all the things that's included in this awakening. Why it's taking place now. Where we are in, in this awakening. Let's take a look at judgment. So I looked up the word judgment and I found this definition. Judgment is the mental ability. See, we're dealing with mental. Mental. The mental ability to understand something. Form an opinion and reach a decision. Mm. Judgment. See, when most people think about judgment, they just think, oh, judgment, you're going to just be killed and burned up in the fire. But I want you to come on, let's reason together. Let's look at the word. Is the mental ability to understand something, 
what is the most high asking you to understand right now through all my videos what have i been saying what has the books and remembrance been saying he is in and through all things the oneness of god the oneness judgment is the mental ability to understand something form an opinion which is a thought guys and then reach a decision for the time is come what do we say about the moon and the tide and the seasons for the event has come that judgment must begin at the house of God now when you think a house let's think of your soul because your soul was inside of your body guys him his spirit he lives in us yes we may reject him all we want but stop take a deep breath whose breath are you breathing in his you are here for him to express himself through you it's just man been expressing himself the wrong way so right here when it says that Judgment must begin in the house of God. You guys, it's here. The information is here for you now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel? So if you choose not to make a decision, if you choose to say, hey, this is just... There is no God. There's nothing. What is that? What are, what are you saying? What does that mean for you? Our bodies house God. <laughs> you wouldn't breathe if it if if it didn't. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So, the carnal mind, let's talk about it again. Regret. It's these emotions that are in the subconscious that came from a thought. You're always creating. And now, judgment is here. You gotta make a decision. Like the prophet said. How long will you go between two opinions, two thoughts? That's what opinions is. Are you going to stay in this fake reality? Are you going to go back to the original, your original divine self, which is love, joy, pride, not pride, but hope? There is a type of healthy pride, though. But these are the emotions. Mm. See, what I want us to understand that the wars that you see today, they come from somewhere, from a mindset. It says, from whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? See, 
when what you see on the outside is a result like whatever you see like fighting and all those things people arguing cursing people out flying off the handle that is at a result of what's inside of them it's inside of them and this is where the real war starts I spoke about this in a few videos back a while ago, guys. We talked about the real tree of life. And I was saying that when your body is not healthy, when you're sick, when things are going on with you, that is like a war in the body. Inside your body is like a world. (laughs) For God so loved the world. You have a world inside of you. Everything you see in the heavens is in you too. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and ye desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. See, you didn't just go and go to him and just ask. Say, Father, you know, can I? Can you just do this? Because you don't even understand that he is in you. He's not a far off God. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss. That you may consume it upon your lust. So basically, it's a lot of times we ask not from a, a intentional heart, a good heart. We're asking for from this ego or from this reality. You may be asking for a better car so you can stunt on someone. See what I'm saying? You want this beautiful house so you can be like the Joneses. You want to make all this money, but are you going to help and be a blessing to someone else? See? (laughs) When you see the wars, that war that's going on, this is a result of man's mind. That's why the Book of Remembrance talks about in, um, it talks about in the Book of John or the seals, man has gone out of control. They've lost their ability to know who God is they're just out of control emotions they harm your body they worry worry weakens the stomach sadness weakens your lungs see stress weakens your heart and brain shock attacks your kidneys anxiety affects digestion fear affects your um, kidneys anger the heart and the liver why did I get this illness God why did you allow me to get this illness see I can always tell when people where people are at in their walk with the Lord and I'm not judging anyone I'm just here to bring it to your attention he didn't put any of that on you Death is a natural process in this reality, you guys. In this reality. But when you really understand it, you don't die. Your spirit never dies because where did your spirit come from? It's his spirit. It never dies. But those, I'm going to say this, and some people may get upset with this. But that's not my business. But I want you to understand something. That spirit that's inside of you, it doesn't die. So, Earth is going through a transition. 
right now and everyone on earth is going through that transition and these fallen mindsets okay these fallen mindsets these carnal mindsets that refuse to make a decision when in silence is a decision of itself but they refuse to go back in oneness like the prodigal son decided to go back home and it was celebration and the father was happy but for those that this, these spirits that decide they don't want to be with the father let me explain to you you're going into darkness and darkness means separation from God and that is a type of hell okay now where this is going to happen I don't know I cannot tell you guys that but I will tell you it will be a type of hell some people say this feels like a type of hell now but I treasure this life that God has given me because I know that it's him expressing himself through me now so I'm thankful and I'm I'm grateful and the lessons that I have to learn, I'll just have to learn them here. But I know when this transition reaches its climax and we transition to our next phase in consciousness, I know that I will reign with him in the new millennium. Okay? So I'm coming on here, guys. I'm not coming here to just be on here for hours it's time to wake up. So let's look at this chart here. And I was talking with one of my older pastors from when I was a little girl. And you guys, everyone who has ever poured into me, I grew up Seventh-day Adventist. And I love each and every one of my pastors. And even the, the everyone who poured into me, they helped put me through school, through college. I love those people. I love the elders that I came into when I came into this truth, which I'm I'm learning more. I respect each and every one of them, though I may not be on the same page with them in terms of some things, but I respect each and every one of them. Okay? So I was talking with one of my older pastors and um you know, he was in the hospital. And it just so happened, the way it happened was for me to actually speak to him because he called my mom and she was like, well, pastor, I never called you. He said, well, maybe I just dialed it by accident. And you know, the Holy Spirit, I'm in the other room listening. And I said, nope, call him back. It was for me to talk to him. So I called him back. So I said, pastor, tell me like, what's going on with you? And he was telling me, I know he had like some type of um, stomach issues and it put him in the hospital. Right, and I said, well, um, I said, well, tell me a little bit more. So he told me, and I said, well, you know what? So I, I, I pulled out this chart right here that you're looking at on the screen. Those of you who are coming in from the podcast, I'll tell you a little bit about it. So let's go to the stomach, the spleen or the stomach. And the emotions are tied to this. Remember the chakras, I told you guys. The emotions tied to this, the negative emotions, anxiety, despair, disgust, nervousness, worry, failure, helplessness, hopelessness, lack of self-control, and low self-esteem. It affects your stomach. 
So I asked him, I read this to him. And I said, which one do you notice that you experience? Which emotion? And he said, he got quiet, you guys. He got so quiet. But I knew in the spirit, he was putting two and two together. So I said, Pastor, which one? And he said, Naima. He said, it's anxiety. (laughs) He said, my wife and my kids always tell me that I have to get my anxiety in order. I said, well, you know what, Pastor? Now you know what's going on. I said, now I'm going to pray with you. And I went ahead and I prayed with him. See, we are here to be lights to people. We are here to be lights. You can just show them the information and let the Holy Spirit. The the word says that my word does not return to me void. I hasten to perform it. So you speak it. You speak it. Speak life over people. They still have a choice. But you're speaking life to their situation. I'm not telling him, well, you know, you use you, you this and you should be studying this and you should. No, man. Let your life shine. And I pray with him. <laughs> when you're dealing with the kidneys, that's the emotions with that is blaming, dread, fear, horror, peeved, conflict. Creative insecurity, terror, unsupported, wishy-washy. The glands, humiliation, jealousy, longing, lust, overwhelm, pride, shame, unworthy. (laughs) See how that goes, guys? Repair of the breach. This is all a part of this awakening, guys. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. These are, this is everyone who is going to make the decision to go back into oneness. Now, Dr. Bradley Nelson, the author of the book, The Emotions Code, that's where I got this um, chart from, guys. Uh, Sister Nadine actually shared this book with me. and discusses how releasing trapped emotions can help us to make changes on an energetic level that can make huge improvements in how we feel emotionally and physically. See, the Bible, this is a real book. And once you learn what it's all about, Okay, because I just read to you about the repair of the breach. The people that's going to come in and repair. Remember how Nehemiah was repairing the wall and they was trying to get him to come down? He was like, no, he was filling in the gaps. And the repairs of the breach, they're going to restore the path for everyone else in their bloodline in the world. And here I'm showing you that this doctor did some research which I've tried the stuff. Sister Nadine and I tried these things over two years ago. <laughs> so let me go into it. It says that 
he discusses how releasing trapped emotions. So getting rid of all these things here like anger, bitterness, hatred. How releasing trapped emotions can help us to make changes on an energetic level that can make huge improvements in how we feel emotionally and physically. If you have children, they have probably inherited at least um, one trapped emotion from you. Just as you probably have inherited emotional baggage from your parents and grandparents. I always remember that song by Erica Badu, Bag Lady. <laughs> and, and she was talking about some of this stuff. Like, you know, we hold on to certain things and we carry it with us. <laughs> but it's inherited emotions. So let's just jump into it. So when we find and release inherited emotion, we are actually identifying an emotional vibration shared by two or more people, sometimes many. What is the vibration of this earth right now when um, they're having all these wars and stuff? Because this unique vibration is shared, it can be released by anyone who has received it. I'll let y'all sit there and think about that for a second. A fascinating principle in quantum physics is that one energy may exist simultaneously in an infinite number of places at the same time. <laughs> this is what happens when a trapped emotion is passed from one generation to another. Even though it may have originated centuries ago, a trapped emotion that has been shared from one generation to another is still only one energy. And releasing it from any person in a line will effectively release it from any and all souls that are holding that energy. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. And, and, and Nikola Tesla said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, you need to think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. See, these emotions and stuff are passed down. And it only takes one. But that one brave one, let me tell you, be prepared. Like the Lord told Job, if you think you're going to go down and tear our idols and we establish that these idols are these emotions too. Be prepared to be attacked. And, and, and guys, when I was in that rest, that's part of the things that I was handling. Things in, in that I noticed within my own family. Anger. Bitterness. Resentment. Blaming. And I, and I put in my comments in my community section, I said one day, I said, if you're praying for someone... And what will happen is sometimes the very person that you're praying for will attack you. But I told you to keep praying anyway because you're moving. your Because that's that energy, guys. That's that energy because remember, it rebels. The subconscious mind does not want to change. Because it's programmed to stay that way. It wants to still stay that way. So you start pulling some energy. That's what Christ, when a woman um, touched him, he felt the virtue go out. He felt that energy go out. See, so I and my cousin, we went down 
into like 21 days of fasting, you guys. Because we wanted to come against these things that we saw in our own selves, which we know was inherited. And let me tell you, during that time, I had a family member call me or email me. Didn't ask me how I was doing anything. Just kind of straight, just like, mm. Didn't say, hey, you know, what's going on with you? Let me ask you a question. Just kind of just like, mm, at me. But I'm going to tell you guys, I didn't let me, I didn't let it pull me out of character. Because I know what I had been praying for and I knew that that was evidence that it was, there was some disruption in the remedy spirit. Remember, they still have a choice. They still have a choice. That's what judgment is. You make a choice. And a lot of them, they sit and they watch my, my videos here. They don't comment. They secretly watch. So if you're secretly watching, I want you to know that I went down in the rim of the spirit for our family. And it was confirmation when that email came. That it moved. It triggered something. Even if it was an attack. It still triggered to let me know that some energy was being moved somewhere. Remember he told Job, he said, if you are going to tear down idols, they can't kill you, but be prepared. They can't touch your body, but be prepared. <laughs> Libra, the atoning work. First of all, when we talk about atoning, when you see ING at the end of this, this means something that continually happens, okay? ING is continuous. It's present continuous. <clears throat> Atone, the base word of that. Be in harmony. This is Libra, the constellation. Be in accordance. From adverbal phrase, atone. In accord, literally, at one. A contraction at, at N1. It retrains it retains the older pronunciation of one. So we've been talking about this cosmic um, awareness and what is happening here. And I've just, I've said it. The Most High is calling us back to oneness. When you think of Libra, you think of judgment because of the scales. Also, I just gave you the definition of judgment is to make a decision. The Lord is bringing us back into harmony, beautiful harmony. <laughs> and this is a toning work. This is something that continues to happen. It didn't stop. It's still happening. That's why I told you don't get caught up in time. He is the author and finisher of everything. And his divine appointed time is the time. The Hebrew name for um, this is Mazanim, the scales, weighing. In name, in its Arabic name, is Al-Zubina, purchase or redemption. Libra means weighing. How long will you go between two opinions? It's weighing. Like, how, are you gonna, how long are you going to stay between two mindsets? Are you going to come back to your divinity? Are you going to stay in this reality? Sagittarius. All right. So we now we see this work that Libra is doing. The atoning is bringing harmony back. 
Oh, I told you to look at these constellations as some type of programming. Their program that they're sending out into the world to humanity. Now let's look at Sagittarius. This is the Redeemer's triumph. Sagittarius means the archer. Now when you look it up in H2671, the Hebrew and the Syriac name of the sign is Kisseth, which means the archer. So the Arabic name is Alkos. The arrow in Coptic, it is Pramak. The graciousness or beauty of the coming forth. That's what the arrow represents, guys. It wasn't like killing. But it was the graciousness or the beauty of coming forth. And Archer, it's an arrow. And it says arrows of God. But guess what else? It was lightning. (laughs) What did we break down in the first cosmic um, awakening about the dry bones? And now when we now that we understand the Schumann resonance, which triggers the, the Schumann resonance, lightness triggers it. Now you see what's happening here? Sagittarius in Coptic is graciousness or beauty of the coming forth. That's really what it was. And now you see the archer is an arrow, arrows of God, but it's lightning. What is he sending down to the earth? It's time to wake up. The moon is saying, hey, come out of illusions. Come out of this false reality. Sagittarius is bringing the tone, is atoning, the harmony. Clean out those false emotions. That's why many of us are aware of them now. Because of these angels that's working hard overtime now. To bring it to our attention. It's time to heal. There's a season to kill and then there's a time to heal. Lyra the harp Praise for the conqueror This is all in Sagittarius Praise associated with the harp Is associated with the harp Remember when um, Upon an instrument of ten strings And upon the psaltery Upon the harp With a solemn sound Which means dignified Majestic Sober sound Whenever God's spirit came to Saul David took the lyre The lyre and and um, he played a song. Saul got relief from his terror and felt better. And the evil spirit left him. Remember I told you guys about sound therapy, music. Your body resonates with a different note. I showed this in um, episode three. Right? So if you focus on a certain area of the body that is, let's say like we say the heart. Which deals with sadness. And you play that note. Sound therapy. It helps to release that stuff. But you have to have the intent to want to be healed. Christ always asks him, do you want to be healed? Do you believe? That's the first thing. Do you believe? (laughs) And then the eagle or hawk. That's the enemy of the serpent. That's the enemy of the serpent. Praise for the conqueror. The serpent. <laughs> the altar still in Sagittarius. Now, if you would listen in in episode three, the completion of judgment. 
right? Remember we talked about judging, I make that decision. That time is coming to an end for us to make this decision. Therefore, it was pictured both by the burning pyre and the coming one. In Arabic, it's called al Magamra, which means the completing or finishing. In episode three, we discussed the heart chakra. And we discussed that the lower chamber connects us to human love, which is green. Then we talked about the upper chamber, which connects us to divine love, which is pink. In the middle of the two chambers is an altar. What? Do we not see an altar here in Sagittarius? Hmm. This is the center of the eye of the heart and the place of union between upper and lower chakras. The altar. <laughs> On this altar rests a threefold flame, love, wisdom, and power. If we have a balanced flame, we have a balanced life. You guys. The angels of the Lord are here to minister to you. <laughs> and if you look here, Sagittarius is pointing at that um the archer, right? Which says lightning. Because remember, I told you it was a decree going out to the fallen that your time is up. Your time is up. The fallen intelligence, the fallen mindsets. That time is coming to an end. <laughs> Draco, that's that old serpent, the devil that's cast down. You guys, it's also the mentality that's going to be cast down. It's Babylonian system mentality. This getting over, this hate, this malice, this um, disrespect, this pride is coming down. Also known as the dragon, Cetus, the sea monster, Leviathan. It's Babylonian system, mentality of pride. Pride is the king of Leviathan. Then you have Hydra. The stars tell a story of the fallen mindset and how it's going to be cast down. This was a story in the heavens, you guys. Beautiful story in the heavens. All praise to the Most High. All praise to the Most High. Going back to Libra. Corona, the crown bestowed. Oh, what is the crown chakra, you guys? What happens in the crown chakra? I told you that rest, that seven-day rest, that divinity. Remember, Libra is a toning work that brings everything into harmony. What is the Most High trying to do? The sh this chakra has no sound. It is complete silent. When the lamb opens the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. You guys do not look at time here. Because this aspect is happening now. There are many of you, the Lord is opening up your mind. Right now. Many of you have come into oneness with him. You're not perfect people though. Okay. But you understand this stuff that I'm showing you. That's that oneness, harmony, empathy, understanding. You, you, you're moving back to the original soul, the original consciousness. That's the corona. See? It's that crown. You didn't know that crown was going to be light. 
the cosmic awakening. The moon is with the truth of God, is getting rid of false reality, false systems, illusions. Libra is bringing everything into harmony. Sagittarius is a type of program that is getting rid of the fallen mindset. You got the Schumann resonance. That's a voice, that's a sound. You're getting crowned. Hence the harp with the eagle. The eagle, which is the enemy of the serpent. And in the books that remember, depending on which evil you're talking about, it's the right place at the right time for righteousness. The harp representing the sound that runs the serpent off. See? That serpent. In you, it's your emotions. The light that is coming in through this world is getting these emotions together. It's getting them in check. It's putting people into repentance. The return of man to the, their divine self with the crown chakra. They're crowning you with that light. That celestial light that's coming into our atmosphere. Y'all pay attention to the human resonance. Who knew your crown was light? Question. What season of life are you in? Are you still in duality? Are you in purification? Are you in repentance? Are you in that death part, killing off that old mindset? Are you in rebirth now? Are you in oneness? Where are you in this? What season is the world in, guys? If you like this video, come back for our next episode, which will be episode five. Check out our website, Restore Peace and Harmony. Grab a copy of our journal. Our journals, we have a 21-day challenge that is currently underway. We will have another one that will start in August. But um, check out our episodes. Thank you all for stopping by the channel. Thank you for stopping through the podcast. Have a blessed day. Be a blessing to someone. Pour into someone's life today.